You're listening to the AW360 Podcast from Advertising Week. This week, my guest is Jay Kulkarni, CEO of Theorem. Jay and I discuss how the business ecosystem is evolving, marketing's flexible future, and the hidden benefits of the depreciation of the third-party cookie. I hope you enjoy this episode. Jay Kulkarni, welcome to the AW360 Podcast. Happy to have you on today. Thanks for having me, Richard. So you are founder and CEO of Theorem. Tell me a little bit about Theorem and what you guys do there. Yeah, Theorem operates at the intersection of media, technology, and marketing. We work with two constituent uh, companies, uh, publishers, media entertainment, and streaming companies, and uh, D2C brands. And what we help both of them do is help acquire customers at scale and manage ongoing uh, conversations with their customers. And what sort of challenges have you run into? The world has changed quite a bit. How has that impacted you at Theorem? Well, uh, for us, it is opportunity because there are two big macro trends that uh, Theorem is looking to piggyback on in the last couple of years. Those two trends are how consumers consume content in all of its various forms, podcast, videos, streaming, audio, whatever it is, entertainment, that entire gamut is dramatically shifted uh, during the COVID uh, era. The second is how shopping has changed. So both of these, the consumption of content and how consumers shop has positively uh, impacted uh, Theorem because that's what we do. We help our end customers monetize their media in cost-efficient ways and smart ways. That's how we help publishers and media entertainment companies. And on the D2C brands that are growing exponentially, we're helping them acquire customers, new customers at scale, and also maximize the lifetime value of their existing customers. And in terms of the opportunity and the shift, what have you seen there? What makes it an opportunity for you? On the streaming side, um, has the two ways to monetize uh, that specific vertical. One is subscription, we all know that but all, a lot of the streaming companies are also leveraging advertising as a revenue uh, mix, as a revenue model. So when you are looking to leverage advertising as a revenue model, you have to come up with new ad products. New ad products means packaging content and deploying it in different ways for different screens because different consumers uh, consume the same content differently on different screens. So that creates a lot of friction in the way you package media, in the way you distribute media, in the way you sell media. So we use a combination of technology, process expertise to help deploy that at scale, and more importantly, make sure that the campaigns end and our customers are able to collect cash towards the end. The longer and more friction there is in this process, the ability to collect cash and get the revenue book uh, is very uh, critical. That's on the uh, publisher and the streaming company side. On the brands, yes, the D2C brands and even traditional retail brands are growing exponentially, but the cost of acquiring new eyeballs has also skyrocketed by some research measures gone up four times uh, what it was pre-COVID. So how do you acquire new customers at scale, leveraging the entire gamut of different media opportunities and technology is both a challenge and an opportunity for Theorem. And how do you go about that? 
So going back to the D2C brands, if you look at the evolution, I'll use D2C to illustrate my point, but it can be applied to traditional retail as well. Mm-hmm. Most D2C are digital native, and a lot of D2C brands begin with a beachhead of a social channel, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Snapchat, whatever it is. So to go from zero to five million is relatively simple. You can do that, and that's what happens. You can go from five to 10 by going into two couple of social channels. But for you to really grow in retail, to go from 10 to 50, they need to embrace all of the different media opportunities out there, all of the social channels, and different social channels have different psychographic and behavioral attributes. So Pinterest is more for home decoration, whereas TikTok is more for influencers. So the ability for a D2C brand to figure out what is their product value prop and where is their audience in that social ecosystem, and then come up with content and creative to reach that audience is critical at scale across all of the different social channels. Lastly, even going beyond social, they'll have to evaluate programmatic and then figure out at scale different creative formats across streaming and program, obviously streaming uh, inventory and connected TV inventory is now part of programmatic. So just the ability for them to navigate from a social channel across different social channels and then embrace the likes of programmatic is a big shift for them. And shifting gears just a little bit here, one of the issues that has come up a lot just in the past year or so, perhaps a little longer, is the deprecation of a third-party cookie that, you know, we thought by now it was going to be fully gone. You know, they let it go for a little while longer. How does that affect you, Ethereum? Um, We are helping our end brands uh, figure out how to navigate and leverage the benefits of the first party cookie. If you discount the wall gardens and the big tech brand, just table that for now. It doesn't affect them because they have their email ID. So when you log into the big uh, properties, the tech properties, uh, they are fine, it doesn't affect them. But for our uh, end brands, both the uh, D2C brands, the first party cookie is actually very good because now they control their one-to-one communication and experience with their end customer their ability to own that data and make sure that they are transparent and respectful of how they leverage their end customer's data is huge. And you can see that in the way the growth of the D2C brands and also brands that are very clear and transparent about their privacy uh, uh, policies is a huge manifestation. Uh, How we also help our brands is we're a global company. So we help our clients in terms of navigating how to implement GDPR in this new uh, first party cookie era. We also help with US clients in navigating some of the operational issues with California uh, privacy laws as well. So we help our clients at both levels in crafting uh, marketing uh, uh, playbooks for the first party cookie, but also at an operational level to navigate some of these uh, compliance issues. You know, speaking of transparency, how do you feel the industry is doing in terms of transparency? You know, it seems like, you know, once upon a time, we were probably one of the the least transparent industries around. And recently, we've had to sort of change that pretty dramatically. What sort of impact has that had? Um, I think it's still got a long ways to go because you have a disproportionate influence by the big, large tech entrenched players. And they will probably hijack 
you know, the way some of this, you know, gets rolled out. And that's why you have this constant moving of the chain, so to speak, in terms of when the third party will be deprecated. So that in itself is a huge confusion uh, in, in the uh, marketplace. So I think most of the change is being driven by the end consumer at, and it is in no small part impacted by some of the larger social changes and the push that we are seeing in terms of diversity, equality, sustainability. So elements of that social and ethical ethos are spilling over into how our industry has is being forced to become a lot more transparent. And looking down the road, say two years, five years, 10 years, what's going to be important for those operating in our industry in your mind and what sort of challenges and opportunities for that matter do you think we'll see? I boil it down into two uh, words, talent and tech. So technology will become more and more pervasive and the cost of tech ownership will drop. It'll continue to drop, drop. It'll become more accessible, but to find the skills to operate and manage that tech will become harder and harder. So yes, tech becomes more accessible. Brands will leverage it. Uh, in fact, technology is gonna be the central catalyst for how brands will evolve and change and get scale. But to drive that, they need talent and that's the big you know, wild card. I think uh, where brands will struggle and that's what we're going through even at Theorem is what's the company's DNA? The DNA is mostly formed by talent, it's by skills, it's by ethos, culture, all of that is people-driven. So if more and more folks are freelancing, it's a big economy, then it begs the question, what is the talent and what's the cultural ethos that the company and the brand needs to have and retain in-house? And because the amount of diversity of tech skills that are needed in marketing is huge and it'll continue to get more and more complex, uh, what do you tap into on a has-needed basis? I don't have an answer for it, uh, and that's something we are navigating at Theorem, but technology and talent would be the underpinnings. Excellent answer, Jay. You know, one of the core foundational elements of Advertising Week in our global event series is we are very interested in teaching young people and students, you know, what they'll want to know moving forward. What kinds of jobs or you know what kinds of skills do you think this talent pool is going to need moving forward i think at at some point some of the most cutting edge technologies are self-taught i i learn and i'm learning crypto I, I go to youtube and learn so the ability to access uh tech knowledge or skill uh is actually it's almost zero cost yeah for some cases you need to pay but that is uh, there. So if that is the uh, table stakes that uh, it's accessible to everybody, then how do I, as a candidate, differentiate myself, mm -hmm. uh, especially in marketing? I think marketing is always going to be part art and part science. So science is the tech part of it, but the art piece of it, which is how do you have that human bond, that human connection, which will always be uh, a very human uh, thing, if you will, regardless of what people say about AI and bots and all of that. Mm -hmm. So the ability to make connections between brands and, and customers will always be human driven. So 
instead of focusing too much on hard tech and skills and data and AI, wrap that around culture, wrap that around society, wrap that around human you know, affections, if you will. And that makes it a lot more compelling to have a career in marketing. Excellent answer. Jay, I appreciate that. Um, where can people find out more about Theorem? Uh, you know, hit us up on LinkedIn. You know, uh, my whole team is there. That's probably the easiest way to uh, find us. Love to connect. Uh, we are active on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook, all of the social channels. You can find us online at theoreminc.net. Excellent. Well, Jay Kulkarni, thank you very much for joining the show today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Richard. Have a good day. Cheers. Thanks for listening. For more content like this, or to learn more about Advertising Week's world-leading events for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, including Advertising Week Europe, May 17th to the 19th in London, visit www.advertisingweek.com or follow us on your preferred social media platforms.